get to move it, move it. It's time for the main event. That's right. It's time for the main event. Let's go. Let's find you a seat and get to happy. What? Find you a seat. Y'all good to be here this morning? It's a good time. It is good to be here. It's good to be alive. It's good not to have COVID. It's good to be healthy. It's just, it's just good. Okay. So I want you to look to your neighbor. I want you to say in a moment, I'm not going to be available. Do you need anything now? Because in a moment, I'm going to check out. In a moment, I'm not going to be here for you anymore. In a moment, all my attention is going to one place and one place only. And that is to the worthy one. And you're not it. I love you, but I did not come here for you. I come here to worship the King of glory. The one who sits on the throne, that is why we are here. You know, I was teaching a worship class one time here, and I was talking about worship. This is the only, not the only time, but this is the, one of the most important times of our life because this is what we're going to do in heaven. This prepares us for what we get to do so we can learn to do it good here so when we get there, we can do it really good. Imagine that. See, this is a test run for what we're going to do later. A test run for the other side of heaven. Man, I, I just want to dance. Man, I, I get excited about that. I get excited to know I can do here what I'm going to be able to do there. That's a good thing to know. That's why David danced like David danced. That's right. He knew what was coming. He knew what it was all about. He understood the love of the Father. And even clothes couldn't hold him down. And I can't wait. All of me gets to express all of him and how much I love him. So I hope you mean it when you said you're going to check out. Because I really do. I hope you check out. I hope you get into a spot that everything else goes away. That people don't exist no more. But only the love in your heart that you can express to the worthy one. That's why we're here. 
That is why we are here. That's why we exist. That's why God created us. That is why he called us by name. He wants our attention. He deserves our attention. If anybody does, he does. So think about it this morning. Why did you come? Why are you here? What is your purpose? I know why I showed up this morning. It wasn't to play bass. It wasn't to shake hands. It wasn't to seek you, see you. But it was it was to come here and to open my heart to Jesus and to love him back a little bit. Because I know what he's done for me. I know the freedom that I walk in. I know he loves me. So I come here this morning to love him back. To love him back in front of you. Take this time unashamed and worship him. Worship him a little bit this morning. He loves you unconditional. Love him back the same way. Love him back the same way. So let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your love. We thank you for your son Jesus and his blood. We thank you that you made a way. We thank you that your mercies took what we should take. We honor you this morning. Let us join in with the angels singing holy, holy, holy as we prepare to sing and worship you because there is none like you, Lord. There is none that compares to you. Love that cannot be expressed with words. Let us worship you this morning, God, for you are the mighty king. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 147, verses 1 through 5 says, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How beautiful it is when we sing our praises to the beautiful God. For praise makes you lovely before him and brings him great delight. Yahweh builds up Jerusalem. He gathers up the outcasts and brings them home. I love that. He gathers up the outcasts and brings them home. He heals the wounds of every shattered heart. He heals the wounds of every shattered heart. He sets his stars in place, calling them by name. How great is our God. How great is our God. There's absolutely nothing his power cannot accomplish. And he has infinite understanding of everything. There is nothing that his power can't accomplish. There is nothing that his name cannot cover. There's nothing that his blood cannot cover. 
Thank you, God, for your blood. Thank you, God, for your son. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you that there is still power in your name. Thank you for the love that you gave us. We come and we receive it, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy.
Your name cannot be overcome. 
don't know if that's the first time you've heard that. Um, just the name of Jesus. When I got saved, that was never given to me. That wasn't something they taught me right off the bat. When I gave my heart to Christ, I just kept stumbling and fumbling. And Man, I didn't know the words to say. I didn't know the prayers to cry out. I didn't know what to sing. Uh, it's just his name. It's the power of his name. You could, you could inject it into anything that's going on in your life. At any time in your life, you just got to cry out, Jesus. It doesn't matter what's happening. It doesn't matter if it's a financial burden, if there's a sickness, if it's close, if it's far. If it's an addiction, it doesn't matter. You cry out, Jesus, and he shows up on the spot. And he brings his healing power. He brings his comfort. He brings his peace. And that's what I want you to get from this. I want you to understand that you're not that far from him. He's never far from you. You just got to cry out. There's no formula to it. You don't have to learn all the tricky things and say the right things. If you know the word Jesus and you believe in your heart, he's right there with you. So I don't know if someone came in here this morning struggling with some stuff. It could be the family stuff. It could be marriage issues. It could be relationships. It could be financial. It could be a sickness this morning. He's saying you got to release that and just call him into that. You, you call him into whatever's going on in your life. And when you do that, it all separates. It all dissolves. And he'll stand right there with you and he'll hold your hand and he'll love on you. So I'm going to go back into that. And I want you to think about that. That no matter how small it is to you or how big it is to you, it's the same size to him. And he said, just call me in and I'll take care of it. So you can call him out. You can call him into your little spot this morning. Not worry about anybody around you and what they're doing. He'll come and sit right with you. He'll come right into what you're dealing with this morning. So we surrender to that. Come on, let's worship him some more. somebody else's struggle because I know I'm like that 
you know, to be able to break free, and like Daniel was talking about, to check out. So throughout this song, y'all have to be honest. Like I was having a hard time engaging in worship the first two songs, but this song just got me. It was because of the word. And at first, the Holy Spirit was just wrecking me. And the line about all fear and anxiety, you know, everybody knows my husband deals with combat trauma and anxiety. And I'm like, okay, I'm praying for Daniel. I'm praying for my family. I'm praying for Daniel, blah, blah, blah. But then y'all, Jesus wrecked me for my little girl. And I'm going to share something with you. Ever since day one, school started, my child has been bullied physically, emotionally, mentally. It has been a struggle every single day since she goes to school, not by just students, but teachers as well. Y'all, I have been ready to choke somebody, and that's probably on live stream, and I'm sorry. She is precious. And so I just begin to call on the name of Jesus for my family, for my little girl, that God would shield her, break through the shadows of the darkness that is trying to invade her life every day that she goes to school, and that he would create a hedge of protection so that her light can still shine because the devil is trying his best to snuff it out. And that is because that girl has a call on her life like never before. And I have seen it this last year. I have seen her overcome so many struggles this year. And y'all, it breaks a mama's heart. We've homeschooled the last five years. It breaks a mama's heart to wake up broken, for her to leave broken and come home broken. But in that brokenness, y'all, this song, Jesus can burn like a fire. <laughs> he can light that school up, and he can use one child to do so. I'm not a super history buff, but I live with a super history buff, so that's where my knowledge comes from. I won't own it by myself. But I'm going to tell you, if you research every great awakening that has happened since the dawn of time, it started with a group of young people. Did y'all hear me? <laughs> started with a group of young people and they set a campus on fire or they set a tent revival on fire right so more so than ever y'all if you can't think of anybody to call out while they're going back into this song please call out our kids please call out our kids they are facing so much evil that even us 20 years ago in school did not face it's not even just the physical hand pass of drugs or the physical, you know, I'm going to stop there. It is a mental battle. Y'all, the mental battle is so strong with our kids. They don't know who to believe. They don't know what to believe. They don't know what to believe about themselves. They don't know what to believe about religion because they are filled with so many choices in a world that says you get a choice. Guys, believers, we don't get a choice. <laughs> we believe a God that says, I made you this way, and I made you for this purpose. So we have got to cover our kids. We have got to cover our family. It starts at home. It starts in the sanctity of your home, guys. Please, if you have kids, if you have grandkids, if you don't, you can think of somebody to call out. Please cover them as we go back into this song and just 
call on Jesus to cover them. Hang on now. Thought. 
Come on, there's freedom in the house this morning. Freedom in the house this morning. Come on. Come on, freedom in the house this morning. Freedom over our families, our children, our finances. Come on, freedom over our health. So one more time, real loud, one more time, we're just going to shout Jesus. One, two, three. Jesus! Come on. That's what I'm talking about. Come on, Father, you see it all right now, Father. <laughs> Have your way, Father. Have your way in everything, Lord. Have your way in our family. Have your way with our kids. Have your way in our marriages, Father God. Father, have, have your way in our schools, Father. Touch our schools, Father. Come on, touch our teachers, Father. Come on, have your way in this city, Lord. Have your way in this nation. And, Father, have your way in this world. Father, we surrender it all to you. Come on, holy. Do what only you can do. Oh, we love you, Lord. We give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Come on, one more time. One big shout of praise. Give him what he deserves. <laughs> yes, Lord. Woo, come on. All right, you guys are missing out online. I'm sorry you're not here. Everybody up here, you're already around people. Give them a high five, give them a hug, and go back to your seats. We'll start soon. We'll be right back.
Well, good morning. How's everybody doing? Man, it's good morning so far. I'm excited. Hey, um, I know where you guys just sat down. Here's what we're going to do. I want to go right into a time of giving uh, this morning. So we're going to use this time. People are getting drinks or going to the bathroom or doing whatever they're doing. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I just want to pray over offering this morning. I want to give us an opportunity to give as part of worship. So as we're worshiping, uh, giving is part of worship. So as we give, we worship him and we thank him. Um, for everything he's doing in our life, everything he's done, and what he's going to continue to do. So we're going to be in obedience and give this morning. So, um, man, it's just amazing that you get to give through a church. I always tell people you're not giving to a church, you're giving through it, because God tells us what to do. We get to go out and bless and do amazing things with a big vision of what he wants to do. We can't do that uh, without you. So I thank our family here for giving. I thank everybody for what they continue to do. Uh, It's such a blessing that we have gone through these seasons of of COVID and everything going on. And, and guess what? As a church, we've been giving just as much. And that, that's so cool that we get to continue to bless people and help people get through times of need. So this morning, I'm going to have the ushers that are up here already. Uh, I'm just going to pray over offering. You can give online. There's, there's, You can text to give. That's probably the easiest way. That's my fa- favorite way. It's really quick and easy, but um, you can you can download that. You can do that. Um, but either way, if you can give any way you want this morning. I just know as long as we give, it doesn't matter what you give. He honors that, and he's just so thankful when, when we give. So let's, let's just pray over offering, and we'll get moving this morning. Father, we love you. We thank you. We worship you this morning, Father. We worship you with our words and our hands and, and our singing, Lord, and our instruments and dancing, Father. But now we get to worship you, Father, with, with our offerings and our tithes, Father. We just thank you for that. We thank you that you trust us, Lord, to that you trust us and you give us that. So, Father, we want to be good stewards and do what's right, Father, and that's by being obedient and, and giving back to you, Lord. So, Father, we thank you for that. Father, I ask you to bless this gift. I ask you to bless the giver. Father, we just thank you once again in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You guys can give now. We'll get right back into service. I love it because it really just means for some people they get to get up and go talk again. <laughs> That's what I love about our family, y'all. It really doesn't matter. It's just an opportunity to go say hi again and, and just grab a couple more seconds. Last week while we were giving, I forgot the whole prop on stage. So I'm like, oh, and I'm talking to people. I'm like, I should probably go get that. So that time is used for giving. It's time for, for all kinds of stuff, fellowship. I know that's what he loves. So, hey, uh, if you're new here this morning, I am DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church, and we love our church. Come on. You guys love church? Even better than that, do you love Jesus? Because that's why we're here. I love that. That's so important. that he is amazing, and uh, we're so thankful we get to do this. Let's give a shout-out to our online campus. Come on. We love you guys. We thank you. Man, we have been, like, Here's what I love. Our church is operating, we're functioning, and we have numerous family members that are sick. So every day I get calls of, of families in the church that are sick and not here. And, and like last week, I see faces in here that weren't here last week, and you might have been sick. And then next week, we'll see. One of these days, we're going to have everybody back, and we'll all be here together. But up until that point, that's why we have technology. That's why we can reach out online. That's why we can do this. And we do that, one, because y'all give. And we have that opportunity because of what you do. So I thank you for that because we're still reaching people all across the globe. We get to check in and see all the countries that log in. It is amazing um, how God's using 
everything we're doing here. Okay, so this morning is just another one of those opportunities. So we give a shout out to everybody that's sick, and we love you guys. We're praying for you, uh, praying for healing in the family, praying for healing uh, in anything that's going on. And, you know, I'll keep everybody in tune with this. Brother Bo, uh, he is uh, he is going in for surgery on the 25th. Um, so they're going to pull his kidney on the 25th, um, and he's ready to roll. <laughs> like, he has been held up in his house and not on mission trips and all that stuff. Um, he is ready for that to be over with. So on the 25th, they're doing open kidney surgery, whatever that is. I, they're going to remove the kidney. So I don't know the, the medical terminology, but we're going to keep praying for a speedy recovery with that, that his body, all that stuff happens well. It heals up well. Uh, and, man, he can get back to normal. I know he's ready. He's ready to preach, y'all. <laughs> he was here like a couple weeks ago. He's like, man, I really wanted to go say a word. But he knows that his energy's down. He's still, you know, they're just going through all that. So we're going to pray for a speedy recovery. Just keep him and his family in your prayers uh, and our, our extended family. If you don't know, he's apostle over a lot of churches. Um, so we're doing family with them. We're calling them. We're talking with them. We're communicating with them. So he's ready to get back on the road and go visit some family members. When you're away from family for a long time, it is horrible. Like you just want to be around family. So. Uh, that's what he gets to do, so we're going to be praying for him. So if you're new here, do me a favor, fill out a Connect card. Just let us know you came. It's Just give us your information. We want to reach out to you. We want to tell you about the church. We really want to pray for you, uh, answer any questions. Um, but we can't do that if you don't fill it out. So I would love to reach out to you and talk to you. Uh, just fill that information out. We'll get it to you. If you want more information about the church, then download the app. You need to have the, the app. Download that app. Uh, scan that little thing. Get our app on there. It has all the information, all the updates, everything from cancellations, especially during this time when we never know. Like last week, we had to cancel Tuesday at the table. So you never know when there's going to be a cancellation. We can shoot it across the app. It'll give you a push notification. Then you know, okay, I don't need to show up on Tuesday. So that's the easiest way. You can go to the website. You can go to Facebook and all that. But the app is going to be the most up-to-date. So go ahead and do that. Um, we have our Next Step class, discipleship classes. Uh, today was uh, the prayer toolbox with Jeff and Pam. Come on, Jeff. I really enjoyed your company this morning. Um, that is an amazing teaching. If um, Jeff taught that on Tuesday at the table one night, and it was awesome. I absolutely loved it. So um, I'm, I'm glad you got to do that again. I want to get that back in the mix. And next week, if you're interested in this, uh, Kevin and Chris are going to talk about tithing and giving. So if all these are, this, these next step classes, this is discipleship. So this is stuff that I will soon talk about when God tells me to talk about it. But in between then, if you have questions about what's that mean? And, and what what is that? I, we have to. Our job is to equip the saints. So our job is to train up the saints and just give you information to get you moving in the right direction. And that's how we do it. So we do that with our next step classes. So next week, um, nine o'clock in the morning, show up at a, right in the trailer. We have coffee over there. It's ready to go. Plenty of room to fit as many people as you want. It'll be a great opportunity. Um, Kevin and Crystal will be back. Uh, Kevin has COVID. <laughs> yeah, again, I don't know how many times it's happened to his family. Um, but he is really doing well, so I know you're watching, Kevin. Love you, bro. He's, he's like, man, I was sick for like a day, but I'm good. But we just we, we do the protocol thing, and we're like, hey, you, know, you can wait. We don't need you this morning, Kevin. Don't need you this morning. So um, you and Crystal stay home and take care of them babies. Um, so that's really important. I'm excited about our family groups kicking off. So small groups, some church call them small groups. I want to change that to family group because that's where we are. We're a family. We get to gather at different places at different times and do life together. They're kicking off at the end of February. So start thinking about that if you want to host a group, if you want to do something like that. I know we're going to have a marriage group. We're going to have 
Uh, I know we're going to have God, guns, and gravy. We're going to get some, you know, if you can think there's going to be a game time. All these things that can happen to gather. The point is so we can gather, do life together, get to know each other, be family. Okay? And, and, and you're going to learn a little bit about the Lord, hopefully, in every single thing you do. Because if not, then we're really not going to do that. <laughs> so don't come to me and say, we just want to go hang out. No, uh, can you at least take the Bible with you and talk about it? Okay, we're gonna, that, that's got to be injected in it, but we're doing it as a family. So please, think about that. If God puts something on your heart, don't wait any longer. Now's the time. He put it on your heart because now's the time. So you can start a group. We'll get you connected to Rich and Ann. They lead our small groups, and, and they're going to be amazing. They'll talk you through it, and we'll have training and all that. It's going to be phenomenal. So please, don't hesitate anymore. If you have questions about that, you can come by the church. Talk to me. I'd love to talk to you about whatever that group might be and, and, and what you want to do and see if I can help guide you through it. Um, all right, I'm getting there. Tax statements, once again, I said it last week. Uh, the, the, your giving statements for the year went out. It was a new system. Please double-check everything, and if something's wrong, just let us know. We'll fix it. Um, but it was our first time using that system, so I'm excited about it because it is so much easier. You don't understand. You really don't. It's nice when you can hit a button and let it go instead of printing every single one and folding every single one. Yes. So good stewards, that's what it's all about. I'm excited this coming Saturday, we're going to have our first prayer breakfast right here at the church. So look, this is, I'm excited about this. Uh, Jeff and Pam, they're hosting it. Uh, we're going to be here, but it's prayer breakfast. Come on out. Uh, if you're interested in prayer, if you're part of the prayer team, uh, if you're a prayer warrior and you're not connected to the team yet, uh, if you're passionate about prayer and you haven't been doing anything with it, come out. We want to spend time with you that morning. We want to talk about prayer. We want to pray. We want to introduce you to Jeff and Pam. We want to kick this off right. And I know God has a huge plan with this. So I'm so thankful for that. So come on out. And if you're hungry, come on out. And we'll turn you into a prayer warrior. That's how, that's how it works. That's how, that's how we do this. We're starting to get them now. So, you know, what are we going to have? We're going to have biscuits. I saw that. Uh, we're probably going to have some gravy and sausage with that. Uh, probably going to have probably donuts and all kinds of good stuff. What is that? Waffles. Sure, she said it. She's bringing waffles. Love it. Anybody else want to volunteer to bring some stuff? Awesome. Nobody's crying out anymore. All right. <laughs> so we're going to have waffles. Thank you. Perfect. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so be here Saturday morning. I'm excited about that. I really am. I'm excited to see what God wants to do. We, we're big on prayer, and we're trying to build that and build our team. And it, This is done on prayer, y'all. Like, like, like what happens in here, how the Holy Spirit moves in here isn't done just by randomness and we're singing the right song. It's because we have prayer warriors in here walking around praying all week long. And we're in here praying on Mondays and we're praying on Tuesdays and we're, pray we're praying all week long. Preparing the ground, preparing the church. Okay, so, so you want to be part of that? You want to be part of something big? Come on out to that. We'd love to get you connected. All right. Baptism on the 6th of February. There it is. Baptism. Come on. Sign up for that. It's going to be open online. Sign up. Let us know. That's the next step. So if you've given your heart to Christ, the next step is baptism. And I, I love baptism. So it's so fun around here when we baptize. And uh, so please sign up for that online. There's all kinds of information out there. Um, even if you're questioning it, sign up. <laughs> I'll answer all your questions. It'll be good. It'll be good. And last thing I want to talk about is our XO conference. This is so important. Um, invest in your marriage. Okay. This, is, this year, it's 2022. It's hand in hand. It's going to be on February 11th and 12th right here in the church. So uh, it's Friday night, Saturday, child care is involved. So this is a $60 fee for your couple.
for $60, you're going to get meals, you're going to get door prizes, you're going to get childcare, you're going to get two days full of investing into your marriage. Um, that's important. Okay, if you're going to invest in anything, invest in your marriage. So if you, if you know of people, invite them. All this is on the website, it's on the app, you can sign up. We usually get people from other churches that come in, we get people from all over that come in. Um, this is a simulcast. What we do is we bring in Jimmy Evans and Karen, uh, Karen Evans. They, they, they actually, they'll simulcast in. They have tons of great speakers. It's great for your marriage. So if you want to just prepare that. Look, we're in a marriage series, which is kind of funny. It's actually a relationship series, but today it's marriage. <laughs> Let that one out of the bag. <laughs> but today it's marriage. I, just, I usually don't tell you that until I start so people don't run out. They're like, oh. So this is just a bit of it, but please come back, sign up for that. We'd love to have you here, but please sign up. The deadline is the 6th of February. If you don't sign up by the 6th, we can't, we have to order food. We have to, it gets catered. We get all kinds of stuff. So uh, sign up by the 6th, sign up online. If you're having trouble with that, call the church office. We'd love to take care of you uh, and make that happen. If you're dealing with issues and you say, I want to go, I can't afford it. Look, call the church office. I don't want anybody to miss that because they can't afford that. You understand? So we'll, we'll make sure we take care of you. Um, let's see. All right, I think that's. Oh, we have a video. You want to play the video real quick, Will? Just why not? Doesn't that look good? Come on. I'm going to have to talk to Jimmy Evans, though, man. When he wore a V-neck, I wore the V-neck first. He, he had my podium. I don't understand all that stuff. I have to tell him he didn't ask permission for that. I have to get on him. But, man, I'm excited this morning about what God wants to do. This is, this, this thing is going to be good. It started off real well. So let's just see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. Man, we love you, Father. We, we thank you that we get to do this. That we get to gather, Lord. We get to worship you. We get to hear your word. Father, we just thank you for relationships. We thank you that you care enough about us to, to teach us more and more about that. So, Father, teach us to be like you. Father, speak to me right now. Speak to my heart. Father, let it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Wow. So we have just started this series on relationships called Connected. Um, and this is a, a series that... Uh, it's all about relationships, so obviously you see the Connected Relationship Series. So it depends on what relationship you want to tune into. When you get connected to Wi-Fi, you usually get a choice. Hopefully the strongest signal you get is from God. So the, the, the good part is we started this last week. We talked about single and dating. So if you were single um, and you're dating, you missed out. Last week was your week. But don't get sad because everything I talk about today is what you build on. Everything I talk about today prepares you for that next step. Okay, this is so important. So if you missed that last week, it's on the app, it's online, it's on YouTube, it's, it's all over those places. Go 
watch it to get you prepared for what's going on. Because here's the thing, relationships is all, uh, all about connections, it's about knowing people. Who knows that in life it's, it's always, it's not about what you know, it's who you know. Okay, and that's how it is in relationships. So it's not of what we know in our life, but it's the fact that we know him. And when we seek him with all of our hearts, he's going to make things better. So, so if you're here for the first time and you're like, man, my relationship is perfect. I don't want to sit up, then you're in the wrong church. I'm sure you'll find another place to go that you'll really enjoy. Um, but here we know that we deal with issues. Um, life is real around here. And, uh, and I want to, what I wanted to do, I, I, God really drove me into this direction because going into the new year, he said, you're going to have to reevaluate all the relationships you've been in. Because when you do that, you're going to see some relationships that, that take from you. You're going to see relationships that have no value, that have been just, just taking everything from you. And you're going to see relationships that have you started that are building up and they're getting stronger. And you want to pour into them. You want to make them stronger. Some of those things, when you reevaluate, you're going to have to cut loose. You're not supposed to carry some things into the next season. There are some seasons that God says that's not for this season. That was for last season. So you reevaluate those relationships anywhere from, I mean, we're going to be talking about them all. So anywhere from family relationships to, to relationships with people at work to church relationships to um, kids to parents to in-laws. That's always a good one. You might spend a long time on the in-laws. Um, but uh, but we're going to hit all those things. And uh, so last week when I talked about single and dating, we really brought up the triangle. I bring this up every time because I think it's so important that every relationship, that's why we do the triangle like this, starts with the spiritual side. That's the, this, is, this is the perfect example of a relationship. Okay? Even a marriage, this is the perfect example. Okay? Spiritual is the base. Every marriage should start with a spiritual foundation. Because if you look, a spiritual foundation, if any one of these other things tumble down, it gets caught on the bottom foundation. It can hold it all up. Okay, so when everything falls apart in your marriage and you have a good foundation with him, he'll say, I got this. Just cry out my name, Jesus, and I'm going to make it all better. That's why, the, that's why that's the foundation, okay? And then we walked through dating and we said social, so you, you kind of get to know people and stuff. And then interpersonal, this is where you start digging into all their stuff. And, and then we got emotional, so now you really care about them. And then, then right there was the wedding. The wedding was there, and then the winky emoji came after, after the wedding. So important. Because this, if you start everything with that, that can't handle the weight of all this on top of it. It can't, but you'll try. You'll try to use that for everything, and it'll come crashing down. And you're going to be left just sitting there going, what do I have left? And hopefully your spiritual foundation is big enough to pick you back up. Okay, that's why we always start with the main foundation. So today we're going to really get into um, discussing marriage, which is built off this. That's, that's why it's so important. It's built off this. And I don't know how far we're going to get. I'm going to get somewhere with it. Uh, we'll discuss it for a little while. And I'll see how far I get. But there's so much into marriage that we can talk about. And, and really dissect when it comes into it. So what is what is marriage? That's important. Let's talk about what is marriage. And to talk about that, i got to tell you, it's not what you see on social media. It's not what you see in the movies. <laughs> it's none of that stuff. It's, it's not the, um, that's all a false sense of reality. 
So if your big picture of marriage was, I can't wait because it's going to be so beautiful. It's going to be so amazing. These are awesome things. Like, I, you should want that. But if you're basing everything you have in life to get married because it, it's, you think everything is going to look like that all the time, it's a false sense of reality. Okay, so when you look at social media, you're looking at a snapshot of somebody's life. For example, we, we, we did our Christmas with our family, my family gathering with brothers, sisters, and, and we're a pretty messed up family. And, and we're loud, and we can't, you can't do anything, like, in order in our family. But we manage every year to get everybody in the same house and take a picture. And when the picture gets done, you're like, man, that is a good-looking family. And look at that. Everybody's sitting there so peacefully, and the dogs are sitting there perfectly, and everybody's smiling. And you realize it took 25 minutes and 30 different pictures to make that one shot matter. But the best one is the, the one shot take is the one where you say, just be yourself. And people are choking each other and being crazy. That's a one shot picture. And it's so perfect because people do what's natural. And you're like, why didn't we just do that in the first place? Because that's who we are. But when people see it on TV, they're like, or on the uh, social media, they go, what a perfect family. Man, look at these guys. They're blessed with brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews and grandbabies. This is awesome. And you're like, if you just had an ounce of understanding. You know, we're like, yeah, we see them like four times a year. <laughs> In Jesus' name. <laughs> but yeah, there are relationships like that that everybody looks at and they look at that and they go, man, I just want what they have. You know, and, and here's the bad part. When you look at those things, what you don't realize is marriage is spelled one way. W-O-R-K. Work. You cannot go into a marriage and not say, this is going to take work. If you think from the minute that you get married that it's going to be perfect and it's going to be amazing, I'm not here to ruin it for you. I'm saying that's a great wish. Let's pray about that. Let's walk in that. But you are going to run into stuff. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be days when you wake up and you don't want to talk to that person that's sitting next to you. There's going to be days that you just want to do this all day. <laughs> Right? So here's the thing. When, with marriage, we all think it's all about love, but it, you know, it takes a pulse to fall in love, and it takes a plan to stay in love. So you can literally wake up and go, oh, I'm in love. I, I'm going to get married. That's the best thing to do right now. I don't know you, but hmm, we're going to get married. And that's, that's literally the pulse it takes to fall in love. But then when you take a step back and you're in it for three, four months and you're like, hmm, didn't know that about you, didn't know that about your family, didn't know that, <laughs> didn't know that about your finances, never saw a 200 credit score. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's so many things that, that go into relationships and marriage. The problem is, is that, you know, when we talk about marriage, you know, everybody says, well, if you just keep the fire burning, you understand that that it takes somebody to put a log on the fire. See, in a lot of marriages, you start dealing with issues and, and all of a sudden you're angry at each other and nobody wants to pick up the log and put it on the fire. So the fire goes out. And then you start blaming each other because nobody's getting up and putting the log on the fire. So it takes work to actually go. For me, it takes work because I kind of live out in the country. I kind of like it. You know, we cut trees down. Then I go out and I 
chop up wood. You know, I'll use a wood splitter this year. It's kind of fun. Then I haul it from my barn over to my house, and then I stack it up nice, and then we have a fire. It takes work. I just didn't wake up one day, and it was all nice and pretty in front of my house. Okay, but people think that they can just wake up, and their marriage is going to be all pretty and just looking perfect. And it's looking perfect probably to everybody that's looking on the outside, but on the inside, it's turmoil, it's chaos, and you don't have peace in it. And you've got to figure out, why is that? Well, why, why is this happening? So it's because when we work, we get lazy. You work enough, you get lazy. And when you get lazy, that's when you start choosing to, uh, um, well, when you're lazy, think about this. When your kids are lazy, they don't do much, right? So you have to constantly tell them what to do. I've had parents tell me what to do. I don't like the thoughts I have (laughs) when my parents used to tell me what to do, right? So in the same thing with a marriage, when you get lazy in a marriage, what happens is, you're no longer communicating, now you're arguing, nobody's doing any work, so you're lazy, you're not willing to do it, and all of a sudden it leads to that arguments. It leads to everything from separation to blame. Leads to, leads to infidelity. Leads to a lot of things because you're not willing to work. You know, and when you see that happen and when you do counseling with people when this stuff happens, they're not willing to do work with the one they're with. Because if someone has an affair, it takes a lot of work for an affair. A whole lot of work. Man, there's planning, there's there's dating, there's hotel, there's all kinds of these things that you've got to figure out. But you're not willing to do it in your marriage. So you got to be just, just as focused on your marriage. It takes work and it takes planning and it takes dating. It takes all those things. And it doesn't stop. But see, we get in this false sense of reality that it all stops once you get married. <laughs> like, I got them. Like, I won. (laughs) I got the prize. It doesn't stop there. It just starts. Because dating, you know, what I love about that is dating is actually not a season in life. It's, It's actually a lifetime. And in a marriage, for a marriage to work, there has to be a continuous dating going on. There has to be a continuous time for you to spend time with your spouse and do amazing things. So I don't know why I'm talking. So what's marriage? This is what's important. What's marriage? It's unity. Marriage is unity. See the wedding? The wedding is a one-day thing. Costs a whole lot of money, a whole lot of planning, and it's a one-day thing. And you did zero planning for anything else in your entire marriage. You have no clue what's going to happen when you wake up and you're like, okay, uh, let's look at the bank account. We just spent all our money on the wedding. And now we have bills. Uh, you need to get a second job. I mean, that's think about it. You spend so much time on planning a wedding. You really don't think about how this is going to work in our future. So when I say union and when I talk about that, when we invest in this, it invests because you start with, with the full-on spectrum of what marriage is, which is the investment in the Lord. That's why it's the foundation. Okay, so it's, it's, a, it's a union. It's actually, you know, it's funny, I got corrected this morning. I thought Will was pretty good with this. But it's one plus one plus one equals one. So all the math teachers suck it up. So it's it's you plus your wife or your husband and plus God equals the oneness. That's the oneness in a marriage. Anything else doesn't work. Now, I was corrected this morning. If you turn the, the plus sign to a multiplication sign, it's one times one is still one. Times one is still one. Okay, so 
whatever. And then you multiply. That's what he tells us to do. <laughs> so, so here's a lot of people think that it's half plus half makes a whole. And they get caught up in the scripture in Matthew 19, 4 through 6 from the Passion Translation. It'll be on the screen if you need it. It says, haven't you read the scriptures about creation? Jesus replied, the creator made us male and female from the very beginning. And for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and live with his wife. And the two will become one flesh. From then on, they are no longer two, but united as one. So what God unites, let no one divide. That's so important to understand that, that the two become one. But people go, well, it's just half and half. Problem is, if you bring two halves in there, I can't even do the math yet. What's that equal, Will? A quarter? There you go. So, so here's the thing. You can't take a half of a person and a half of a person and expect a whole marriage. So if you're messed up as a single person, don't think just getting married is going to make you whole. <laughs> That's why I told you last week, you got to work on getting yourself healthy, take care of your issues before you go try to meet somebody to take care of your issues. The only one that can take care of your issues is him. That's why it's spiritual. So you can't just go out there and say, well, they're better, at least better than me. <laughs> That's a disaster. Get yourself whole, get yourself ready, and then go find somebody who's whole. Find somebody who's seeking God with all their heart, that's passionate, and then God will bring that together. He'll unite that, right? And the other thing I love about this, it says that a, a man will actually leave his mother and father. So if you're married and living in your parents' house, get out. If you're dating somebody and they're still living at home and they plan on living at home, date somebody else. Take some ambition as a man. Get your stuff together. Go get you a place to live. Get everything situated and then find you a wife. <laughs> okay, we don't need any of this other stuff. You know, parents are bad enough. To live with them is really bad. Okay, you don't want to live with them. Mine better be watching. They need all, everything of this. So it's supposed to be husband, wife, God. Not husband, wife, parents. Your parents have nothing to do with your marriage. I'm going to have to save that one for another day. Because that's, that's even tough for me to say because I have kids that are married. I have a lot to say. <laughs> but as adults, they have to figure out what they want to listen to. But yes, as we draw, here's what I love about this. So we had, I, I had to look at this whole thing, um, husband, wife, and God. And I had this triangle, so I made my wife do this this morning. Everybody thought she was doing her hair or something. I don't know. So I'm going to, look at this. This is called stewardship. Now that you're married, this is the new marriage triangle, Right? And it starts with a husband, a wife, and then God. It's a, it's a triangle, right? So you can be connected to your spouse. But as you draw closer to God, you draw closer to your spouse. That's how the marriage triangle is supposed to work. You connected, they're connected, and when you do it together, you draw closer. A lot of times what you have is one spouse drawn to another spouse, and maybe one spouse drawn to 
for the Lord. That causes a struggle in a marriage too. Okay, and that happens a lot. You see that in marriages a lot where, well, you'll even see it at church a lot. You'll see the spouse come and the other spouse doesn't come. Like, how are they doing? And some of them, they're like, oh, they're working. Well, okay. Everybody's got to work, got to pay bills. And some of them are like, oh, they just don't come to church. The cool part is, is that they never quit. Because you're not supposed to quit. You continue to, to pour into them. You continue to pour into the Lord. And you just keep praying that the Lord changes them. Why? Because you're already married. Nothing in the Bible says, well, if they don't love the Lord, you know, they if they don't love the Lord, then just get rid of them. Doesn't say that. Okay, when you get married and there's a covenant, you make a covenant with the Lord, it's forever. Okay, there's reasons you can get a divorce. There's also a ton more reasons why you can stay together. And if they're just not seeking God with all their heart, then you seek God with all your heart. And you watch what happens. Because pretty soon it just boils over. You don't have to, you know, wake them up in the morning and put them in a straitjacket and throw them in the car and bring them to church. It's not going to do it. You pray for them. And you continue to allow God to move in your heart to a point where you are so saturated that his love is flowing out of you and it's flowing onto them. And pretty soon they start to go, what is it about you? Like, I can't offend you. I can't. Like, no, you can't. Because I'm so filled up with the Holy Ghost, I don't care. You know, and, and when you get to that point, you'll start seeing a change in their lives. There's all kinds of things. I'm going to get into it at another time when I start talking about a husband's role and a wife's role and, and how this is supposed to work. But right now, you just need to see that this is what it is. It's, a, it's this new marriage triangle that, that you need to follow out. Because marriage is more like a three-legged race. If you've ever ran a three-legged race, if you're not going in the same direction, on the same pace, right, with the same strength, you're dragging somebody, <laughs> you're not going in, you're all falling over. So marriage is just like that. You've got to have the same vision. You've got to be moving in the same direction same goals on the same page but marriage is just like that and each one in a three-legged race you have to be willing to do your part you just can't go up to a three-legged race and say you know what it's all yours this time <laughs> you're not going anywhere I mean I could drag you for a little bit <laughs> but that's going to hurt <laughs> both of us it's just not healthy right so we got to be going in the same direction all right, so I want to get into Ecclesiastes. It's 4, 9 through 12. Because this ties all this together. You've heard this probably a million times, probably in here. But it says, two are better than one. Because they have a good return for their labor. If either one, if either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. See, that's what I love about marriage is when you come together in marriage, you can have a bad day. And the other one will pick you up. You can make a mistake, and the other one will pick you up and forgive you. That's what marriage is all about. It's, it's working those things together. But when you bind it together with God and you throw him smack dab in the middle of it, now it's not easily broken. Because I can forgive you on my own, but I can forgive you with the power of God, which means 
I can forgive you for everything if I trust him. He's what binds it all together. He's the glue that keeps everything together. So two people become one movement in this. And you still need to work on things, W-O-R-K. Like I said, this is not a, you know, just because you put God in the center of your marriage doesn't mean you don't have to work at it. It just means God's in the middle of a mess. All right? So you got to let him do what he wants to do. So you have to surrender to him and you still have to work in your marriage. Okay, women, um, I'm going to speak to you real quick. <laughs> then I'm going to run out of here, turn it over to Daniel. Because <laughs> I heard he was a kickboxer. He's got a better chance. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's right. Just kidding. It's not that bad. I just want to bring this up. First Peter 3, 1 through 4 in the Passion. It says, now, let me speak to the wives. Be devoted to your own husbands, so that even if some of them do not obey the word of God, your kind conduct may win them over without you saying a thing. So if some of them do not obey the word of God, your kind conduct may win them over without saying a thing. For when they observe your pure, godly life before God, it will impact them deeply. So you want to know how to change your husband, if that's who you're praying for, right there. When they observe your pure, godly life before God, it will impact them deeply. They need to see it. They need to see it in you. You operating with him. In union. Doing what he asks you to do. It says, let your true beauty come from your inner personality not a focus on the external. For lasting beauty comes from a gentle and peaceful spirit, which is precious in God's sight and is much more important than the outward adornment of elaborate hair, jewelry, and fine clothes. Now, I, there's a lot of places that will take that way off the deep end. Here's the thing. He loves your spirit. Focus on the spirit. The rest of the stuff, fine. But if you're focused on the rest of the stuff, if you're focused on your looks, I got one thing for you. That all goes away. You top in 50. I don't look the same. <laughs> so if that's what I'm banking on, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. If that's how you get them, that's how you got to keep them. You understand? <laughs> so if you catch them with that, <laughs> no, man, what was uh, forget it. Depends on where you're fishing. Depends on what kind of fish you're going to catch. <laughs> Telling you. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> These are the times I need my wife in the front row. I love you, baby. I am a sarcastic person, and I was about ready to get shut off the Internet. But here's the thing. You need to focus on that. If you focus on your spirit, you've got a pure spirit. You maintain a pure spirit. That's what they want. That's what you catch them with. Don't worry. Like, if you have a husband that's not coming to church, man, just let him see the work of God in your life. Pray for him. But, man, that's it. Let the Holy Ghost move. Work on yourself. That's the thing. We, we get into this thing. For women, we kind of, 
women think they always have to do something different to try to win their husband over in a certain way. You don't have to change yourself. You focus on God. God will take care of it all. God will line it all up. Put all your heart and trust in him. Let him do some stuff. And pray for your husband, because, man, when you pray to God and you trust in that, man, he'll do some amazing things for the ones you love. Men, 1 Peter 3, 7. Husbands, you in turn must treat your wives with tenderness, viewing them as feminine partners who deserve to be honored, for they are co-heirs with you of the divine grace of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Catch that bottom piece. What hinders your prayers? The opposite. <laughs> you want your prayers to be answered, men? Treat your wives with tenderness. As equal partners. That's how that works. There's a lot of things. I understand there's different roles in the family and there's spiritual leaders, and I know what the Bible says, but the thing is, you are two people come together as one in a household. You don't have a right to treat the other person wrong. I don't care who you are. You treat them with honor and respect and love and tenderness. That's what the men have to do. And to do that, it actually says it in the footnotes. It says that we... Um, that is with consideration of what they desire and delight in, not ignorant of their preferences. So, man, you got some homework to do. <laughs> I read that, and I was like, oh, Lord. So that means I got to have some consideration for what my wife desires, what she delights in. I can't be ignorant of the things she likes. I mean, we've been married 29 years, baby. I should at least know what you like to eat. <laughs> this is why this is so challenging, y'all. That's why men have it so rough. Women, trust the Lord. Men, understand your wife. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, it's so hard sometimes. Oh, Lord, why me? So here's what I love, though. Marriage is an example of God's love. And if you think of marriage that way, so when you're picturing marriage, instead of picturing what you see on Hallmark and all the other shows, <laughs> all those movies, romantic comedies, and you're like, but look at the marriage is so perfect. Just remember this. A marriage should be an example of his love for us. Okay, so, so us in marriage together with him should be an example of him and his love. You know, I can see this. You ever heard the, uh, so marriage, and, and that term, let's just say this, marriage is love. Okay, marriage is love. And we get this backwards a little bit. Um, you know the song, um, the little, we used to sing like that little song when we were kids. Um, I had to write it down. Where is it? Oh, yeah, it starts out like that. DJ and Jules sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes DJ in a baby carriage. We all think that's the way it works. We got it messed all up, though. That's messed up. Because I can tell you this, love doesn't come first. Lust comes first. That's what it is. It's lust. Like, I'm sorry. When, when I walked into, when I met my wife and I walked into, she took over as my boss. <laughs> it wasn't just a financial decision here, people. When I walked in for the first time, I was like, whoa. I didn't say, man, I'm in love with her. I was with my buddy. 
I don't know what I said, but I know it wasn't I'm in love with her. I do believe we made a bet at that point, and I said, she's mine. Yeah. We, we didn't go to church then. We didn't, I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know any of that stuff. We didn't meet in a church. Like, you know. But I remember the thoughts in my head. <laughs> so, and it wasn't love. Okay, it wasn't love. We get, it, we get it messed up. Love comes after marriage. You're like, ah, I don't know, man. I got engaged. But I tell you what, true love, to experience the love of God and how much he forgives you and how much he loves you, to experience that, to build that, it comes after marriage. Because that's when you get to see all the parts of that person. You get to see everything that's going on in their life. You get to see everything from their finances to their relatives to all their mistakes, vulnerability, all that stuff. Transparency comes out. And you have to choose to love. You want to talk about love? That's where love comes. It doesn't start with that. Like, you just don't walk up and go, tell me everything about you. I love you. <laughs> doesn't work that way. You know, it starts with the dating process. But here's the thing. When you get into this, when you get married, there are a lot of things that you're just like, why didn't you tell me that? Like, before? <laughs> but I'm going to love you through it. See, that's where we get to practice love. It's just like anything else you do. Love, love is something it, you can't walk away from it. You've got to continue to practice it. You've got to continue to walk in it. It's kind of like going to the gym. If you go to the gym a lot, you don't get to a point where you go, you know what? I'm looking pretty good. I'm never coming again. That worked. <laughs> yeah. Then you look like me. It's <laughs> kind of how we did that. <laughs> but here, here's the thing. It's not like that. So your relationship, your marriage is the same way. You can't get it to a point and go, you know what? This is perfect. All right, I'm done trying. I'm just going to coast now because it too will go back. It's a continuous process. I think of it like um, paving a road. You know, we, live on, we lived on it. We didn't live there yet. It was a dirt road, and they paved it. When they paved it, it was awesome, like smoothest ride ever. I'm like, come on, this road is so sweet. And now it's got potholes in it. You got to swerve around them because nobody's repairing them. Sounds a lot like a wedding and marriage. When it first happens, you're like, yes, this is the smoothest thing ever. I love this. Why didn't we do this a long time ago? And all of a sudden, you bust the tire off the rim because there's a huge pothole, and you're like, oh, <laughs> didn't like the feel of that. And then if you leave it there, you're going to keep running into it, keep damaging stuff. But if you actually spend time and you work together and you work on it, you can get out and you can mend it. You can make it smooth again and make it drivable again. That's what marriage is. It's how we operate in marriage. It's work. It never ends. So what is love? Love comes during marriage, and then and then. When it comes during marriage and you start dealing with it, you've got to start remembering what is love, though. Like, if marriage is love, then what is love? So let's go back to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, because this is how it should operate in your marriage. So when I t read through this, read this verse and say, this is what my marriage is supposed to look like. Different perspective. All right, I'm going to pick it up in verse 4. It says, love is large and incredibly patient. I could stop right there. Everybody here has got a patient marriage, right? Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. You're in the right church. All right. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessings comes, when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense probably stop there too 
Because in a marriage relationship, that always tends to be a rough one. Anybody here that is, you know, quickly irritated? Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place for shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. And love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. So when you get married and you say we're in this forever, it means you're never going to give up. And look, I know we have people that are divorced. I get it. My parents were divorced, some of them a couple of times. Divorce happens. I get it. We live in, I understand. So I'm not trying to dig into your past. I don't care about that. What I'm saying is from this day forward, when you get married, it's forever. Make that commitment to the Lord and say, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to do everything I can. And then I'm going to do everything he wants me to do. And we're going to surrender it to him. And we're never going to give up. And that's painful. That's hurtful sometimes. You have to go through a lot of stuff. We've been through it. You know, a lot of people, well, you know, we've been married 29 years, and we've been through a lot of stuff. And some people will look at us and go, man, I want what you guys have. And our first comment is, you want to go through what we went through? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> well, you know, we, we learned the hard way. We, we didn't go to church. We started going to church, like, what, 13 years ago? That's when we started going to church. Once again, it's math day, right? So there was what? How many years of marriage? 29, 13, 16, 16 years of marriage. You got it, Mike. You just keep calling them out, brother. It's like bingo. <laughs> Somebody going to get it. But that's it. It's, it is, I'm telling you, it's, you spend 16 years without the Lord in a marriage whew, and to stay together. That's God saying, I got my hands on this. You don't know it. But he always gives you a chance. You had to make a decision. That wasn't like we just woke up one day and said, oh, my gosh, let's go to church. And then we went to church and went, this is so beautiful. Our marriage is saved. No, tons of work, tons of work, continuous work, filling in potholes, repaving, lining it. Tearing it up because you didn't like it. <laughs> All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. But man, you've got to practice this. This is that's the thing. You need love. Love comes with practice. Okay, so all those things that that, that, that we read about it that love is, you have to practice each and every one of those. And as you do that, you get better at it, you get stronger at it. And this is why when they say love, you know say for better for worse <laughs> this is why it just doesn't say for better because <laughs> if it was just for better whew, there'd be a lot of single people out there because I've seen a whole lot of worse it could be anything from finances to health to, to anything in your marriage there's a whole lot more worse than there was better but we're thankful that we have a Lord that's behind us now and he's showing us the good and because it's never too late to do that, you know, never too late to even go back here and say, well, now what do you do? I'm in a marriage, and it's all jacked up. <laughs> you're like, I don't know what to do. Like, you're talking about everything. Uh, our, we don't have a road. <laughs> like, it's still dirt. We haven't paved it. 
Like it's bad, and, and you're going, how do I get out of that? Well, same thing. You've got to start somewhere. And sometimes you've got to tear it all down and start back at the bottom. Go right back to your faith. You're in the right place. If you're here and you're struggling with marriage like that and there's issues, you're in the right place. Because you need to understand him. You need to get closer to him. You need to involve him in it because you're not allowed to say no. You're not allowed to say it's over with. Not anymore. We made that decision. We're going to trust him with everything. So therefore, yeah, it's going to be painful. It's going to take time. And as a spouse, it depends on what's going on in your marriage. Maybe there's addictions. Maybe there's all kinds of stuff. Maybe there's a gambling issue. Maybe there's all kinds of stuff. Maybe there's infidelity. Maybe there's all kinds of stuff going on in your marriage. You just got to remember who you need to fall on. You need to know whose name to cry out. And then if you're the female, what's the Bible say? That's right. Turn it over, right? Seek him with all your heart. It's your spirit. And allow him to change who you are. Pray for your husband. That's good. You should. Men, you should be praying for your wives. In fact, that's what we do every day. We had to start that. Didn't know that. It wasn't taught to us when we got married. We didn't do all that counseling stuff. We just said, hey, we've been dating for like, what, nine months? Six months? <laughs> We're like, it's time to get married, and we got three weeks to do it. We tried to go to some place. I don't even know. There was some pastor or something that spoke to us. I think he just gave up and said, we'll marry you. <laughs> I don't even know. That was the requirement. Like, go talk to the guy that sits in the church. <laughs> You're like, here I am. Tell me what I need to do to get married in three weeks. <laughs> but that's so important that you understand that, you know, that's why pre-marriage, premarital counseling is so important. We love doing that. Like, that's one of our favorite things to do. Because we like to talk about so much stuff. We like to really get into a lot of stuff because we don't want surprises. We want you walking in full of knowledge, knowing that you need to put God first in your life, in your marriage. There's, you know, there's, there's times, you know, we, we used to get up and I would do my own Bible study and she would do her Bible study. Then we'd come together and do it together, you know. And we know there's times when that can happen. There's other times when I'm like, I'm going in the back room because I need Jesus. <laughs> so leave me alone. The worship music is going to be loud and I'm just going to be dancing around for a couple hours happens because marriage is real different emotions you know, wake up every day and you got to choose to love the person that's next to you love's a choice in fact you should be going to bed saying I don't care what happens tomorrow I'm going to love them that's <laughs> how it works and when you pray that when you honestly seek that it'll work because you can wake up and no matter if I stole all the covers at night <laughs> Or I snored all night. She still loves me. So I make sure you remind her every night, baby, I love you. I hope you're praying for me. <laughs> I'm just feeling tomorrow's going to be a rough one. <laughs> going hunting in the morning, ain't going to see nothing. I'm going to come home and want to go hunting in the evening. You're going to have to deal with me. Uh, just how it is. So I, I, I pray for my wife. That, you know, I pray for my wife. I pray for my kids. I, every day. So men do that every day for your spouse. Women do that every day for your husband. Be praying for each other. Guide each other. In 1 Peter 4.8, and I'll wrap it up. It says, above all, constantly echo God's intense love for one another. For love will be a canopy over a multitude of sins. 
echo his love. You ever heard an echo, like go to a big canyon and scream? Sounds just like it. And it just carries on and carries on and carries on. This is echo his love. Resemble it. Match it. Look like it. Talk like it. And when you do that, it covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> I have so much on here, I can't. So I'm just going to save it for the next time we can. Like I said, I thought I was going to really get into this, but I'm getting into it. I just don't know which direction it's going in. Maybe we'll pick it up in conflict next week. But all I know is this, is that I know what God's trying to do. And he's trying to get our, you know, the point is God's trying to get our families together. God's trying to get our marriage together. He's trying to get our, our relationships together. And the enemy's trying to rip them apart. Okay, so anytime you take a break, the enemy doesn't take a break. You might say my, my, my marriage is perfect right now and take a break. The enemy doesn't say that. The enemy goes, thank you for taking a break. Now, now you gave me a foothold. Now I'm going to come in and do whatever I can to destroy it. Okay, and we're not going to allow him to do that. We've already said that. We've declared that today. That if we're struggling in that area, we're going to cry out Jesus. We're going to surrender it to God. We're going to give it to him. We're going to say, no, you're not getting another one. And if you're dealing with that right now, then guess what? Cry out Jesus. Hit your knees. You know how many, I can't even think of how many hours and hours and days and months and years of prayer that my wife went through. For our marriage. That's crazy. She never gave up, thank the Lord. Because God will use it. You know, if you just trust him, he'll take everything you've been through, everything you've dealt with, doesn't matter how bad it looks, and he'll put it all back together. It'll be like a mosaic. He'll take all those broken pieces of your past and everything you've gone through, and he's the glue that brings it back together into something so beautiful that nothing can tear it apart. I love it. They, they say sometimes you glue that glass back together, it's stronger than it was when it was solid. That's pretty powerful. And God says, I'm going to do that. I'll take all those broken pieces and put them back together. So if your marriage is on the rocks, it's okay. Don't lose hope. Pray. Seek God with all your heart. Get yourself right first. Quit praying that God will change your husband or your wife. Pray that God touches them and loves them. Pray God touches you. Change me, Lord. What can I do different for my marriage? How can I put my spouse first? See, because we are so selfish. We are so concerned about ourselves so, so often in our lives that we forget that when we get married, it's not about us anymore. It's about the other person. And when you focus on the other person, man, that solves so many things. If I just wake up and say, I need to get my wife a, a coffee or take care of her or do whatever, you know, start her car for her, man, she's in a good mood. And when I don't, she's not. No, it's just not. Just, <laughs> but we know what, it's just not, and we don't even, we'll fall into times like that when we struggle, where I'm just like, oh, I cannot believe I'd like, my worst thing is I'll go to get something to eat and not ask my wife. Like in the house. So we'll be watching TV and I'll be like, oh, I need a drink. Come back and sit down. And I'm like, mm. you want my drink? I got that for you. <laughs> Stinking of you, babe. I'm not even thirsty. More chips, more chips. Not even thirsty. It's not the salt. 
Don't worry about it. Worry about the choking right there. I'm good. That was all for you. But I know that, so I work on it. And, and because we have a relationship where we can talk about things and not get offended and not get, I mean, if some things hurt, you know, it's not always good when someone tells you you're doing something wrong or something that aggravates them. It's not fun. But because we're married, we know that, okay, it's bothering you. I need to get better at that. So, Lord, help me get better at that. Help me remember. You know, and, and I, I'm getting really good at that one because when people come over, I take care of everybody. <laughs> I'm like, you want a drink? 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 Okay, good. And then I sit down and she's like, can I have a drink? <laughs> Miss one. It's a great batting average. <laughs> oh. I'm just saying that not everything's perfect. It's not going to be perfect in marriage. Learn to laugh and joke and love. Forgive. We'll talk more about that later. But seek God with all of your heart. Inject him into everything. You got questions about your marriage, like what you should do, a vision, a goal? Inject him into it. Let him speak to you. And if your marriage is struggling, just, man, extra dose. Extra dose. Get in the Bible. Read your word. Pray for your spouse. Read the Bible with your spouse. Send them messages. Prayer is a huge thing. Like I said, we, we, we opened service with talking about prayer warriors and prayer team. You should be a prayer warrior in your family, each of you. I expect my wife to pray for me just as much as I pray for her. And there's days that when I somehow walk out of the house and I haven't prayed for her, I'll call her on the phone and I'll leave a voice message. I'll, I'll record it and send it to her. She needs to know she's prayed for. That helps a lot in a marriage. So, so if you want to start somewhere, there you go. And it's awkward. It's really awkward when you start that. Like, I'm supposed to pray for you, baby. I don't even know how to pray for myself. <laughs> like, all right, Jesus, touch her. <laughs> Heal her, Jesus. <laughs> but, but it all starts there. So, you know, I, I think that's enough for today. It's so, you know, I'm so way off scale here. Um, but I love this. This is, um, this is so important, man. Marriage is so important. Relationships are so important, not only to us, but to him. He created it. He wants it done right. He wants you to trust him with it. Get in the word. See what it says. Ask questions. Invest in your marriage. Sign up for that conference. Invite people you know if they're struggling. Invite them to the conference. If they're not struggling, invite them to the conference. It's just a good time to sit back and just get some little key points on how to make it better. We can always make it better. We can always fill in a pothole. We can always do little. There's some things that, it, that you might not even know it's an issue until somebody brings it up. And you're like, oh, and now that you caught it, it's small, so it's not big. So invest in that. Invest in that. Get, get in here and invest in your marriage because that's what God wants us to do. So, all right. I'm so, basically, if you could understand everything I just said, if you are dating, I'm not trying to scare you. <laughs> marriage is really good. You know, the, the benefits of marriage, extremely good. <laughs> but marriage is awesome. If you work at it, if you take your time, but marriage can be messy. Marriage will be messy. Even when it's awesome, it's messy. You know, but you need to learn how to walk through things and talk through things and work through it. Because that's what he does. He, he puts us back together. We walk through it, we talk through it, we involve him, and he'll put it all back together. He meshes us back together. He makes us whole. Amen? All right. Did you guys get something out of this today? <laughs>
I got nowhere <laughs> from where I wanted to go. We left point A and ended up in Z, backwards. But that's okay. If you got something, that's good. So I want to pray for everybody this morning, and I'll invite the prayer team down here in a second. Let's just pray. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. Father, you see the hearts and minds in this room. You know the relationships that are struggling, Lord. Father, you know what they're dealing with. Father, you know the, the tugs and the, and the pressures that they're dealing with right now. So, Father, I ask you to come in. Touch their hearts. Touch their marriage. Saturate them with your love, Father. Show them how important it is to you. Lord, give them the ability to trust you with everything. To surrender to you, Father. To ask you to have your way in their lives, in their marriages. Father, for those that have, just, that have been through this, Lord, for, for those that are divorced and been through this and they're scared, they're angry, they're not willing to enter back into this, Lord, I ask you to touch their hearts. Let them know that there's something better, that you want to do something amazing and not to be scared of it. Father, for those with those broken hearts, I ask you to mend them together right now. Heal them, Father. Heal the broken hearts. For those that are single and still searching, Lord, I ask you to to guide them. Direct them. Put them in places to meet the people that, that they're supposed to meet. But God, first off, work on them. Touch them, Jesus. Father, we just surrender everything to you. We ask you to have your way in our lives and in our marriages and all our relationships, Lord, because we love you. So teach us how to be like you. Teach us how to love like you. Give us all the tenderness and the joy and the patience and the peace with our marriage, Lord. to a better way. So, Father, have your way right now. Father, we love you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. I'm going to call prayer partners. If we have um, prayer partners in here, please come forward. Um, Here's the thing. If you're in a relationship that's struggling, don't leave here without getting prayer. And if your spouse is here, bring them up. Get prayer together. That's so important that, that you have people that are prayer warriors that can pray over you. If you're looking for a relationship, if you're, you know, maybe maybe you're struggling right now in a relationship, whatever that might be, come up and get prayer. Let us know. Because when I say they're prayer warriors, they're prayer warriors. They're not just going to pray for you today. You're, you're on their list. And if you have a, a, a big prayer or a small, I don't care, nail it to the cross. If you put your prayer on a cross, you don't have to put names. Just put a prayer on a cross. We cover that on Monday nights with our prayer team. We're going to cover it. We're going to pray over it as a staff. There is power in prayer. When we call on Jesus, he'll do what he needs to do. So let us help you with that this morning. Don't leave out of here until you get the prayer you need, the answer you need. And all this doesn't work if you don't have a relationship with him. That's where it starts. It starts trusting him with your life. Saying, I trust you, Lord. Shifting everything in your heart. Just trusting him that when he turns you, 
and he changes you that it's for the good and sticking with it. I can't do that for you. I can't make that. I can't pray that for you. There's nothing I can do other than talk about him to make that commitment in your mind. You're going to have to make a decision in your heart and your mind to follow him. And we want to pray with you over that. So if that's you, you want to receive Jesus into your heart this morning, you want to um, commit your life to him and allow him to start moving and doing what he can do, then I'll challenge you to come forward. Talk with a prayer partner. We'd love to talk to you, pray for you, share information with you, tell you about the next step. So, Father, you see it. You see the hearts and the, and the minds in this room. You know the ones that are hurting and the ones that, man, are just trying to get to know you for the first time or even know you for the first time in a long time. So, Father, we just need you right now. Father, we surrender everything to you. Have your way in our lives, our families, and in our hearts. Jesus name. Amen. You guys be blessed. Have a good week. Don't leave here without prayer. Come on. You can put your hands together. We'll see you guys again next week. Come back for part like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about next week. (laughs) Probably a lot of this stuff. We'll see you guys.